Welcome back to So Good So Far podcast. I'm Jackie. I'm Nicole. Thanks for joining us for another episode. Today we are talking about dating on dating apps versus meeting people in real life, what it's been like dating during a pandemic. Are we trying to date right now? We're just really uncovering it all. Um, But first, how has your week been since we last talked? (laughs) (laughs) So last intro five minutes ago. Um, (laughs) The week before, I had a horrible week. So I just ended up deactivating my Twitter, which when I told Nicole that, she was like, no. I was like, you did? And she was like, yeah. I deactivated it last Wednesday or whatever, last Friday. Friday. And I was like, you did? She was like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, bitch, I did. You don't believe me? I can deactivate my Twitter just because I'm ridiculously, horrendously addicted to it. That doesn't mean that I can't go without it. (laughs) And she did. Well, I've actually been starting to get my Twitter time down to like four-ish hours. So that's not not that bad for like, that's the only social media you get on. You're unemployed. Mm Mm-hmm. When I was unemployed, I was literally on my phone for, like, eight hours a day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just like, so, I maybe think I was doing better. Yeah. So, I was just going to deactivate it for, like, a day or two until I, like, felt better. But then I just ended up lasting the whole weekend. Uh, then So, that was on a Friday. The next day, I hung out with my roommate's boyfriend's roommates. And they are just, like, really great dudes and they're the type of guys who they're just really fun to be around and we played drinking games and we raced remote control cars and that sounds so yeah, fun i know it it really was so fun and we went to this hotel called the source in rhino part of denver and at the top there's a restaurant called the woods and it has like a really nice view and it was just really beautiful and relaxing and i felt like it was the social interaction i needed because I'm just really comfortable around them. Yeah, I just felt like 100 times better. Wow. Yeah. And it's still deactivated? My Twitter's still deactivated. And I feel like ever since I deactivated it, not only have I been way more productive, but I've also been thinking a lot about how I can feel better because I just have not been feeling good since basically January started. And I was watching the movie Julie and Julia the other night. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. With Meryl Streep? Mm-hmm. I just love Meryl Streep. I don't know why. I love Meryl Streep. How could who doesn't? You not? Yeah. Who doesn't how could love you Meryl not? Streep? And I was just thinking about like how one I really miss France and like the food there, but like also how little I eat and cook, and I just like despise cooking so much, and that's why I don't like eating because I don't like cooking, so I just don't want to cook, so I don't eat, you know. Mm-hmm. And the whole plot of the movie is just that she. Julie and Julia Child, they never really were super into cooking before, but then they found themselves like through cooking, you know, and I'm not like looking to like find myself like through cooking or anything like that, but I was just thinking about how if I did figure out a way to enjoy cooking so much more, I think I would enjoy eating and then a huge part of my life, I wouldn't be dreading so often. Yeah, you know? and you're like good at cooking. It's not like you're like, I yeah. don't know how to make anything. Like, no, like I'm, I'm pretty, you're pretty like, it. yeah intuitive when it comes to that like you know what's good but then you're just like i don't don't, i don't feel like doing it right you should cook your way through a cookbook that's exactly what i was thinking so i just ordered julia child's you did cookbook off i have another cookbook for you (gasps) what's that 
<laughs> that was so anti-climactic. She just opened it. Oh my it. god, it's right here. Oh, okay. Ready? Uh-huh. <gasps> you want to oh, cut your way through this? Yes, I do. I don't really have like a ton of time to, but it would be fun to do some of them together. Yeah, it would be fun. Wait, let me, let me see it. I literally love him. So... Obviously, you can't see it, but it's Anthony from Queer Eyes cookbook. I totally forgot he had Anthony a cookbook. Anthony in the kitchen. Anthony it's in the so kitchen. cute. He's so cute. He's my favorite character. Well, he's, in the, he's my favorite person on Queer Eyes. I Eye. love him. I love him, too. I used to follow him on well, Actually, Bobby is my favorite, but mm. Anthony's close second. He's just so underrated. Like, yeah, he does the interior design He does so design much part. work. Yeah. yeah. He does so much work. He does literally the entire <laughs> and work. Anthony does very little work. Yeah, Anthony really doesn't do a ton. He does... What does he even do? He does... He just Food. shows oh, them, he shows recipe, them like, how to cook. recipes. Right, right, right. Duh. Mm-hmm. No, Bobby and then, does And then the sometimes he just design. comes along and does other stuff because he's yeah. like, my job's done. He's like, done. I'm bored. I'm, yeah. I show them how to make a meal. <laughs> Bobby's over here doing like... avocados. Yeah. Bobby's over here doing the entire team's work from Extreme Makeover Home Edition. Yeah. In like and, five days. And it's only <clears throat> one fifth of the work of, or of so, the of the team. Of the TV show, yeah. And it's so much better than Extreme Makeover Home Edition. He does so well. He's such a heartfelt person. So. Yeah, he always has the best like insight. He'll yeah. be like sawing some wood or something, and he's yeah. like, "Yeah, I remember X, Y, and Z." And you're like, "Oh my God, I'm crying again." Yeah, and he's like, literally at the end, he's made a table, and you're in tears. And you're like, amazing. Yeah, amazing. But, but we love Anthony. We love Anthony, too. It would be fun to cook through that. Yeah, it'd be so fun. And, I mean, I'm sure that there's some, like, gluten-free stuff in here. Yeah. Most of it's just him Or it walking. could be, like, make, made gluten-free, for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, too, is that I'm good at replacing things. Mm-hmm. And he's Polish, and he has a bunch of, like, more, more traditional Polish recipes, which uh-huh. are something I've never had, really. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I thought that cooking with a recipe is so much more enjoyable and making something new and making it yourself mm-hmm. is way more enjoyable. And I always think like, oh, I'm gonna do like a meal plan and Monday through Friday, I'll have all my meals mapped out. But it's like, there's no joy in that. And I never stick to it because I'm like, whatever, I'll just make myself tuna or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I get so sick of eating so the same meal for eating. five days. Like I'll meal yeah. prep all this stuff and by like day three or four, I do not want to eat it. Yeah. I'm so over it. Exactly. And so it's like maybe the only way that you can find joy from cooking and eating is to make it fun. To eat out. Yeah. Every day. (laughs) Well, yeah. uh No. Wait. No. (laughs) Wrong. I was saying at all. (laughs) Me like trying to save money. I'm like eating out. Yeah. That's definitely how to do it. I mean, eating out is the easiest the most pleasurable with the least amount of work yeah whenever i eat out it's not like decadent meals so it's not even anything yeah yeah i but i feel like since i have so much time right now do nothing i could just make meals out of cookbooks and see how they go yeah yeah that's such a good idea and enjoy it more because i think i spend so much time being like oh i need to eat or like i need to sleep like what is the way that i can make myself do it best instead of being like what's the way that i can enjoy it the most yeah. and if i get all this enjoyment out of it then i'll probably be better at it yeah that's like honestly my goal for this year and is to the future find things more enjoyable it's, yeah just like find like do the things that you want to do but do them in a way that you find joy not the way you think you're supposed to be doing it not the way everyone tells you you're supposed to be doing it like what's something that i would enjoy I think it's just exactly. finding a lot of joy and getting back to like what I like instead of what I think I'm supposed to like. Yeah. So what are you finding joy in right now? What have you been up to? 
Mm, I've been back at work. Are you kind of enjoying that? <laughs> it's actually kind of nice. I'm doing inventory, which I was excited for because I, anything, like, some people really dread things like that. They're like, ugh, we have to do inventory or whatever it is. I love anything that's like a change of pace. Yeah. Also, because is inventory like a little bit more busy work, which like mm-hmm. you like better? Yeah, it's more just, it's more organizational. It's very black and white. It's very much right or wrong answer. Yeah. <laughs> and exactly. I don't have to talk to clients that often, but I got to do some designing today and I was like really excited to do it. But yes, back to work, doing inventory. I've been getting up every day to be at work at 6 a.m. And I just haven't been getting enough sleep the nights before. So it's not been as fun as I was expecting it to be. I usually really like stuff that's like inventory love doing that that just is so that's just always been really fun to me so that's what i've been doing and this weekend i'm going skiing i've never been skiing before which is a shocker because i am a colorado native yeah that's like honestly horrifying yeah i have been snowboarding once in sixth grade so (laughs) it's been a while and i was not good at it i took a lesson even i was like with my dad my dad took me so i'm doing a lesson I'm going with Lexi, and she was like, you should come to a skiing lesson because she's never skied either. Oh, that's nice. I have yeah. fun to do it. Yeah. I'm kind of nervous, but I'm sure I'll be fine. Are you skiing or snowboarding? Skiing. Okay. Skiing is way easier to stay on your feet, but it's a lot easier to get your feet tangled. As yeah. long as you keep your feet apart, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm scared of. I'm going like, to get so all tangled up and just like tumble down. I'm not going to be on anything that's like super downhill especially yeah. the lesson the lesson's probably gonna be on like probably flat ground green well flat ground is hard because then you have to use your you leg like, your muscles a lot more you i watched want it to, there to be like some momentum yeah yeah i think it'll be fine just keep your knees bent you'll mm-hmm. be good and keep yeah. your legs up your feet apart mm-hmm. that'll be good and you'll be solid knees bent legs apart Heart. can't lose <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why i felt like i was gonna say that too <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, so stay tuned for that. I'll I'll give an update next week. Yeah. Is it really hard? Like, what I, am I going to get out there and be like, I'm so I don't know this. because skiing is a lot like skating. So I mm. oh, And I've been skiing since I was three anyways. And I've been skating since I was like four. So like those are kind of like always like naturally entwined. And like I never really had a problem learning because I was so young. I don't even really remember learning. Yeah. And then you're just like, no. Yeah. And now I just know it's like a bike. Actually, I'm way worse at riding bikes. Oh my God. Fuck <laughs> riding bikes. This is a podcast where we literally hate on bikes all the time. We literally hate bikes so much. I hate bikes. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah. Today we're talking about dating in a pandemic, how dating has changed since COVID, and just like the idea of meeting on a dating app versus meeting in real life, what we prefer, um, our experiences with dating apps, and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. So you have a lot more experience with dating apps and like finding relationships from that than I do. So what would you say is your experience with that? Do you prefer that? Like apps over like yeah, like apps over meeting someone in real life, or does it not does it not really change for you? I think it's interesting because I didn't really use dating apps at all in college, partly because I was in long term relationships most of the time, but also because 
in college, I just didn't feel like I needed them because I was always meeting people. Right, you're yeah. always going you're always out. It's so people. easy. Yeah, to you're meet always people. meeting people in classes mm-hmm. or like clubs or whatever. So like, I classes never needed clubs, the help. Classes and clubs, baby. Yeah, <laughs> classes and clubs. Let's go. Just breeding grounds. <laughs> breeding grounds for meeting the right person. <laughs> classes and clubs. And then after college, I was in a pretty serious relationship. Pretty much up until like a year before the pandemic maybe even less Mm -hmm. yeah i had less than a year after like a really long-term relationship after college so i wasn't even really in the dating scene much i went on a few dates so then when the pandemic hit that's actually when i started first using dating apps for the very first time oh i did not know that yeah i I never used dating apps before that yeah i always forget that you were in a lot of like longer term relationships before that yeah and you of course were like when you weren't you were meeting people in real life because you were yeah. in college before yeah, that so, exactly so yeah. i never i never really needed them so i think that's kind of funny because i think that the what the pandemic actually did for dating apps was make them seem much more acceptable it made it seem like a much more acceptable way to meet people because before i think I had an aversion, and a lot of people do. Like, there's it's not like a, a stigma. It, yeah, there's a stigma. Like, you don't want to tell people that you met on a dating app. Now, I would totally, if I met someone on a dating app, I would totally be like, that's fine. Because yeah. how the fuck else are you going to meet someone? Especially right now. Yeah, I know. exactly. I, yeah, I was literally just talking to someone about this. And it's so weird because even 10 years ago, it was kind of like, oh, like, you met on Match.com or like eHarmony. Tinder didn't even exist 10 years ago. Did it? No chance. I don't think so. I think that came out weird, came like, out in college. college. Yeah. My aunt, she has been married for like eight or nine years now, and she met her husband on like eHarmony yeah. or something like that. One of those older dating apps that I personally like wouldn't use now, but you know they were really popular in the like 2010s, mm-hmm. and they're a great couple, and you know they like really found like a good matching each other that i think that they wouldn't have found i think i think also the aversion to dating apps before covid was that the people that i want to meet are not going to be on dating apps yeah yeah. but now it's like because everyone is having trouble meeting people even people who i do maybe want to meet are on dating apps yeah i think so too because like i mean you and you don't have to like go super into this but you met someone who you dated for a little while on a dating app how to you did that differ from like meeting someone in real life or did it really make it like did you feel the pressure when you first hung out of like oh this is a date this feels like forced or something it's interesting because i feel like one thing that i really like about meeting people in person is that you immediately know if you're attracted to them and they can feel the same thing and so then there's not this like awkwardness of like figuring out if if you yeah, are attracted you think you're to them. supposed to be because yeah. you're on a date and and you found them attractive like in a picture but i cannot tell you how many times i found someone attracted attractive in a picture and then met them and there's like nothing there not mm-hmm. that they're not like objectively attractive but just that i find that myself i'm not attracted to that many people yeah it's really know? hard for me to be really attracted yeah. to someone it takes a lot i feel like that's why dating apps have never worked out for me i've I've used them. Like, I've gone on dates. I've never gone on a second date mm-hmm. from a dating app ever. 
and and i think it's mostly just like numbers and like luck because mm-hmm. like i've gone on so many dates i feel like you almost always go on a second date that's like pretty common yeah. that you at least see them twice yeah I, I like to at least see them twice if they're nice because i'm one i'm really bad at saying no and they usually like me and i also like don't want to write them off immediately yeah. but the one time that i felt a really good connection with someone off a dating app i immediately knew within like the first 15 minutes that i liked them yeah and that i feel like that's so true for like even if you meet someone in real life like you know within the first few minutes of meeting them that you're attracted to them you honestly know immediately the first time you see them like there's something like there's chemistry there yeah you like, feel if like you're, a connection. if you yeah if you like mm-hmm. are good at finding it it takes like practice to find it and i just feel like i've been on a lot of dates so i have been able to have that practice but you know if you're attracted to someone it's just a feeling that you have of course and so i think that's why for me i am the kind of person who will just cut it off if i don't Mm -hmm. feel it but i don't sometimes i don't think i give myself the chance to feel it yeah i go into it thinking like i'm not gonna like this person i also like love the i'm reading it literally right now pride and prejudice and like the whole premise of the book is that they weren't attracted to each other until after a little bit. Yeah, and like after they, they knew love. each other. And so it's they like, that's really why I always like want a second other. date. Yeah. yeah, they really didn't like each other. And then they started But it was like, that but that's fine like, that's what, Yeah, we, we've talked <laughs> about this like before. Love and hate. Yeah, it's like, if you have strong feelings for someone either way, like hate or love, I just feel like hate is way more likely to turn into love than indifference. Than is. indifference. Indifference, that's what I feel though when I go on these dates. You feel indifference. Shout out to every guy I've been on a Tinder date with. I'm sure they're listening. They're all definitely listening. No, they literally don't know me. But none of them have been, like, mean or, like, so weird or anything. I just didn't feel anything. And also, like, there's been a few times where I've gone on, like, a hinge date or Tinder date. And I already had feelings for someone else. Mm -hmm. But it's, like, someone who is unattainable for a number of reasons. (laughs) I'm, like, every guy with a girlfriend. In a relationship, gay. (laughs) (laughs) Name it. (laughs) And so, in prison, I don't know. I don't know. They're always in prison. Every guy <laughs> thinks for in prison. So, you know, those daddy issues. Um, so, I... <laughs> Sorry. That's so inappropriate. <laughs> I think I'll sometimes go into the date being like, I don't like this person mm-hmm. already. And yeah. then I don't give it a chance. Or I think they're annoying. Or I'm just annoyed by them already. And that's not fair either. But everyone is always like... Just get on a dating app. I haven't dated anyone in a really long time. Like, I haven't been in a serious relationship in, like, five years. Everyone will... People will be like, you just need to get on a dating app. Like, it's... That's just how you're going to meet people. You have to get on dating apps. You do meet people, you but... You do meet do people, you but like it's them? like, do I even like these people? Mm-hmm. It's not a waste of my time. Like, it's yeah. always nice to get to know somebody. It's never... I never leave feeling like, ugh, that was the worst. Like... But, okay, but here's the thing. I've never... I've almost never just been out in public and met someone and then they've asked me on a date never yeah that's, that's never happened no, that's never happened to me. Al- almost never no honestly never has it happened where someone's even asked for my number if a man or woman whatever you're into is actually someone that you might want to go out on a date with they are afraid of looking creepy and approaching you of course that's yeah. what i'm saying if a person is cool mm-hmm. they're not gonna come up and be like mm-hmm. i think you're really cute i want your number they're yeah. not going to do that because do they don't want to seem creepy because they're not a creepy person. Yeah. And so that's what's so hard is like, how do you... Is dating apps. That's the thing. That's right. why That's why I actually think that the pandemic has is going to help that because 
dating apps are the one way where someone who you actually would want to approach it's an acceptable way of actually asking for the number actually like taking them on a date and seeing if you like them right it's just that you do have to go through a lot of dates where you're like i don't like this person yeah you know there's so many more people on dating apps now too and so even though you might have to go on like a bunch of dates yeah there probably will be someone that you like eventually connect with yeah because i think i've probably gone on like 15 to 20 dates off of hinge in the last year Mm -hmm. and out of all of those i've been attracted to one of them that's crazy yeah so like it's definitely a numbers game yeah i've it is i've only been on probably like five dating app dates ever Mm -hmm. and outside of that i've been on like two other random dates it it's so much energy it is it's a lot of work to go and like really be super present there's literally nothing harder than when you don't feel a spark and the other person does and you have to say i'm sorry i don't feel anything i have a theory that you really can't feel a spark with someone who doesn't feel it with you i think your theory is like somewhat right when you said that i was like i don't know but especially i'm the kind of person who's very in tune and aware if I meet a guy and I think that he's attractive and I am having fun around him. I think he's funny, whatever. I like his personality and I think he's attractive. I can tell really easily if he's into me or not. Yeah, totally. If he's not, I know. Like, they'll make it clear in just the way that they're acting in their body language, whatever. So I obviously won't pursue that. But, and what would be the point? It's like, the only time I think that that might not be the case is if you're really good friends with somebody yeah and of course you have you have a connection a friendship connection it's just that so many people (laughs) so many people like confuse a lot of things for true attraction and feeling i think you're right like there's always like you can never crush on someone yeah people confuse physical attraction with like actual attraction it's Mm -hmm. like you can be physically attracted to someone and not solely wholly attracted right exactly i think there's very very few people that i've felt a real connection with Mm -hmm. and felt like i could have real feelings for them yeah me too and i've dated a lot of people and i seriously truly think that out of all those people maybe like one to two have i had like true actual like you've been in love with them mm -hmm. would you say yeah i would say only one person for some reason no matter what i just couldn't like let go of that person interesting and like was like physically attracted would like love just being around them and just like when i was around them i was just like automatically happy it's like i took ecstasy around them that's how i felt but it like when i mean like i've really only been in love with someone like i mean it wasn't just like overcome with like lust it wasn't like puppy love it wasn't mm-hmm. like someone's giving me attention and i'm too young to understand what it means it do- it wasn't like oh someone is just really compatible with me like it was like i am head over heels for this person no matter what i do i can't feel any other way when i'm around them i just feel could spend the rest of my life with this person and i don't know why and it makes no sense to me yeah and I know it's not even going to work out, and I still feel this way. Ooh, that's such a painful feeling. It was so painful. Uh, yeah, basically... How do, how do we get into that, though? What I was going to say... Yeah, well, what I was, where I was going to go from there is basically that the reason I have such a hard time on dating apps and putting in 100% effort is because I find it really hard to 
develop feelings for someone or be attracted to someone that I don't know. Yeah. And it's hard and it feels forced and I feel like I just don't care because I don't even know this person. Or in a situation where it's like you're forced to get to know them in a romantic capacity. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it you like it's romantic natural. Yeah, it's like romantic right off the bat, or it's supposed to be romantic right off the bat because it's a dating app. Mm -hmm. And that just doesn't feel right to me. Not it's not wrong, just in my personal experience, I can't form feelings for someone unless I know them and really get to know them almost in a platonic way like Mm -hmm. a friend which what a nightmare so I think that's why dating apps are not as attractive to me right one thing I've actually found is that like you can use social media kind of as a dating app sometimes and the people that I've met from there it's a little bit nicer because there isn't that romantic implication because it's social media and not a dating app but I met someone else I really liked off of Instagram and someone I liked off of Twitter. And there's, like, less pressure. There's not that pressure of, like, is this a match? Do I find you immediately attractive? Yeah, it's not. It doesn't have the pressure of getting to know each other, like you said, under romantic pretenses. Yeah, exactly. And I definitely think I could give it more of a chance. Like, I I really decide before I even go on the date, I'm like, mm. I already know I'm not going to like this person. Yeah. And I've done that a lot too. And there's also been people who I'm like, oh, I'm really excited about this person. I really like them. And then I meet them and I'm like, no. No. Yeah. Yeah. And and right now I'm not even trying to date. I'm actually trying to take a break because I feel like last year I was in like the talking stage with like multiple people. And I was like, I was almost in a relationship with like four different people last year and none of them worked out and I went on a ton of dates in between and I was just dating constantly because I was isolated in DC and there was nothing else to do. I just need a break. To be honest, I haven't really even been single since like, like fully single and not dating since I hit puberty. Dang, that's so crazy. (laughs) I'm like the exact opposite. I'm trying to get back into dating, but it's really hard during a pandemic, I'll tell you that. Anyone want to take me on a date? Slide into my DMs. Go ahead. I do like how Hinge or whatever dating app you're using, it's so free to just be like, I changed my mind. I don't want to date anyone or I don't want to go on a date with this person. You could just stop texting them. Right, yeah. And I, as a rule, I don't go on a date with someone that I can't like carry a conversation over text with for like longer than a day then what are we going to talk about in real life Mm -hmm. you know I have to like at least somewhat know you and usually I talk to people like over text for like almost a week before you want to date Mm -hmm. I guess I kind of do that too like at least a couple days I'll talk to them and till we can plan something instead of like let's go grab a drink after Mm -hmm. like hey hey I for some reason would so much rather a guy just be like hey I'd love to take you on a date and then get to know them on the date yeah i, would I guess which like is so that. weird because then, i'm like i, I would get so much, I'm friends with i would get so much more nervous going because i'm like i guess maybe kind of, i wouldn't be i've never done it but like maybe i wouldn't get as nervous because it's like i literally have nothing to prove to this person because they don't have any pre-expectations of me yeah like it's it's almost to me more weird if you talk a bunch over text and you've never met in person and you meet in person and you're like hey mm-hmm. like oh we've been talking all week but i'm just meeting you whereas if i'm like yeah we talk a little bit on the app for like a night or two and then i'm like yeah here's my number and then he texts me and he's like hey do you want to go we should grab a drink or yeah. whatever 
there and might then, be like a sweet spot with it. Yeah, yeah. Because then you it, you don't want it to be like, hey, I want to take you out for drinks the first message and you don't talk yeah. at all. Like, yeah. I think you should like have a that's little banter. That's danger. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. You should that have like a little banter and then, I mean, whatever. Do what you want. Yeah. That's just what feels If you do want your face to be skinned off, you should totally just immediately just go, right on, the go on the date. Yeah. Just find any <laughs> random person on the street. For sure. But it, then it's like if you want to build up expectations way too much you should talk to them for like a week like right. i do yeah there's definitely there's a, a middle, a middle, middle spot yeah i mm-hmm. feel like maybe like one to two days is like max yeah like, yeah because it's just weird like what do you talk about you don't know each other mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. so it's more fun to go on the date then you start texting more because you have all sorts of shit to talk about since you went on a date and learned right. about each other mm-hmm. yeah that's that's really true and i also i feel like there is also a perfect type of first date I really think just grabbing a drink with someone is the perfect first date when you meet someone off a dating app. I've been on so many other dates where it's just like, let's walk around the park and stuff. And like, it's nice, but the problem is, where do you go from there? Like, if you want to spend more time with each other, like, you can't really go home with each other at like 3 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's nice because you're in a public space, but then also it's like, drinking really does help you feel relaxed. And it you does, don't have yeah. that on like a walk. You're like, I'm more alert than ever. And I'm alert. I'm alerted to the fact that I don't like this person that much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm way too alert for this. <laughs> I think, too, getting a drink is so casual. Mm-hmm. It's not a dinner yeah you could be like like, oh i just came here from like hanging out with a friend or Mm -hmm. like i have plans after this after yeah that's what's Mm -hmm. nice is to always have like a backup plan after just in case you don't want to keep hanging out with them but not anything that's like super set in stone so that you can cancel if you really like them (laughs) yeah i always have like oh i'm going to go hang out with my roommate after this you know um because that's like i could cancel if i want Mm mm-hmm but then also, if you really like them and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to cancel my roommate. Yeah. They're like, oh. Or it's like, do you want to come home and meet my roommate? Yeah, you know? yeah. That's so fun. Man, I really want to go on more dates. Like, what's the what's the harm? What's the worst thing? Yeah. I mean, I was talking about this with my brother, too. Is like, he, we, like, went out to breakfast. And he's like, oh, that, like, hostess is so cute. Like, wish I had the nerve to ask her out. And... I was like, just do it. Like, what do you have to lose? He's like, yeah, what do I have to lose? And then he didn't do it. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and now you're talking about it, It's like, it's really just so hard to, like, feel that rejection up front, like, right there. But, like, then it's, like, over. So, like, what's also, the harm? Yeah, that person doesn't know you. They don't know anything about you. If yeah. they reject you, okay. Yeah. It if has it was, nothing to do with you. It's yeah. not personal. If it was purely based on how, I, how my face looks, that's fine because yeah, I have someone else no control will, over that. Yeah, someone else will like my face. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't that doesn't affect the person I am at all. It really is so hard to just go up to someone though and be like, "Hey, I think you're cute." Especially because like we don't go out as much anymore. Right, I know. Yeah. We're not going out at all. The last time I met someone who I really felt like I connected with a little bit and that was really cute was this guy at a house party. It was like a barbecue going away thing for my friend. He came with like one of her friends boyfriends he was like friends with a boyfriend and he was kind of sitting by himself and we got to talking like i went over to talk to him he was really cute and we kind of like ended up just like talking throughout the night i wouldn't say even like hitting it off it's not like we were flirting or anything like that but he didn't really know anybody else there and i could tell that because he was sitting by himself and so i kind of talked to him and thought he was super cute he ended up like irish exiting and i saw him leaving and i was like i really just want to go get his number but I didn't because I was like, I'm not going to like run after him and be like, right. what's your number? 
Well, I ended up finding him on Instagram and following him when I was drunk that night. <laughs> so it was not much better. Did but he call I, you back? He did. I messaged him the next day because I was pretty drunk that night. And then when I woke up in the morning, I was like, oh my God, I followed that guy. And in the moment, you're like, oh, what's the worst that could happen? I'm going to follow him. Like, it was easy and to really, find him. really, what is the worst thing I mean, that yeah, can happen? It was, yeah. it was, whatever. We still follow each other. He's like pretty cool, but I've never seen him again after that. But that's the sweet spot is like meeting someone at place with mutual right, that friends you have mutual friends yeah, yeah. you have just like a that couple a degrees spot. of separation i feel like that's how most people meet it is it's like through mutual friends yeah. like oh i met them through like my co-worker's boyfriend or something mm-hmm. so random not so yeah. random but i feel like if i just went a little bit more out of my way yeah i was thinking about that too and like just talk to like what one if i more person yeah. a day yeah what if i just like grabbed coffee somewhere like once a week and like just chatted chatted with a yeah just next to you yeah because like i do try and chat with strangers when i'm out because i'm trying to combat social anxiety and it helps when i just talk to random people and realize that it's there's nothing to be afraid of mm-hmm. so it's like if i go more places and chat up more strangers then there is a likeliness that i do meet at least like one person that way mm-hmm. but i also have to get over a fear of like asking people for their numbers or asking to see them again because I do just get so afraid of like you get so rejection. nervous that they'd be like um maybe it's like what's the the worst thing someone could do say you said the worst thing that someone could do is say you i mean yeah okay <laughs> but realistically like most if most people are not gonna say that if someone's a nice person they might be like yeah give you like something super mm-hmm. impersonal like oh follow me on instagram yeah sure yeah. like here's my here's my instagram yeah. or, like, or be maybe, like no like i'm taken and it's like yeah, well, that's not yeah, really my like, fault oh, yeah. sorry like mm-hmm. that's really nice but i have a girlfriend whatever that's i feel like that's the meanest thing someone's gonna say to yeah. you if they yeah. if they didn't get weirded out by you chatting with them they're not gonna be like you mm, yeah oh, sorry you know you'd be like oh yeah like here, here's my Instagram handle, like, message me or something. Yeah. Like, I don't get my number out. Like, whatever. It's, they're not going to be super rude. Mm-hmm. Because if they talked to you to begin with and they weren't just, like, patronizing you, which I feel like you can tell uh-huh. if they're not interested in or talking Or if they're just, like, you. humoring you, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. Just bored. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah, totally. And I, but I feel like there's also this, because of dating apps, but also maybe just because of our generation is so on their phones that, like, talking to people is actually a little bit weirder now if you don't know them because it's like well what are you doing you could be on your phone why are you speaking to me exactly yeah so it's like i feel like we're all just kind of afraid of like talking to people so uncommon now that it really catches you off guard and we don't even know the right way to say no yeah if we don't want that or i mean we do we can say yes but even then it's still awkward but saying no is really hard. And also telling people that you don't want to see them again after a second date is Ugh, really hard. So hard. And I struggle with it so much no matter how many times I go on another date. I am always, I always like. You just feel bad. You're yeah. Like, and I always use the classic thing of like, it's me. I'm not in the right place right now. I mean, I, I, oh, I, know. I just I used that, that and it was true. It was true. And a lot of times yeah, it is like, true. But sometimes like, it is. Yeah. But I've definitely it's like used there's that really, it's like not true. It's like there really is nothing wrong with you it's just like i don't well, feel that's it the truth. just because yeah. just because i don't feel a spark with you doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you there's not like it you're gonna be means, very happy with someone else it's yeah. just not gonna be me I'm it sorry. just means i didn't like yeah. feel anything and that's fine if someone yeah. told me that of course i'd be like oh that sucks like if i liked mm-hmm. them but also i'd be like it's not really that personal like this person barely knows me yeah and i what i find hard is that i don't want to make too quick of a judgment so i do often go on a second date but the more dates you go on with someone the harder it becomes to say 
I don't feel anything for you. Right, right. Because then you're like, why did you waste my time with the second date? You mm-hmm. should just tell me. If there's one date, it's possible to be like, hey, like, I really liked you. I just didn't feel like a spark. Like, mm-hmm. I wish you luck. But it's so much harder to do that after two and three dates, after you've been, like, talking a lot, yeah. after you're kind of invested. It's hard to get to know someone that well in just one date. It so really sometimes is, you yeah. are like, I want to give it a second chance. I mean, not yeah. me, but other people. <laughs> it's such an art. There really is an art to, like, dating and online dating. But um, I'm definitely not a master at all. I'm certainly not. I barely date anybody ever. <laughs> but I want to do more of it. Like, I really do. Just to get, like, mm-hmm. the experience. I don't know. I barely ever go on dates. My brain is so, like, not wired to we could make like romantic <laughs> we can make one of those like joint dating profiles where you like get to go on a date with both of us like and, so like, bring decide. a friend it's like a two-on-one from the yeah, bachelor that'd actually be really awkward to have to decide i didn't even think about <laughs> the that. podcast would end in like 0.5 seconds <laughs> we're in a fight <laughs> <laughs> we just come on to record we're like we're fighting <laughs> today's topic is about how you're a fucking bitch <laughs> <laughs> that should be the topic of every episode honestly yeah so i don't know i want to get better at like saying no because i know it's hard but it's the longer it takes the harder it is yeah the, the longer you wait to say mm-hmm. anything you're like well, i really should have already said that yeah and it's you and feel it's, like it's gone too it's long. more personal you've been on like five dates with them and you're like mm-hmm. it does feel more personal because they're like you've oh you in, do know me now yeah. it is about me now yeah you've been in a relationship with them for like three years and you're like <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just don't think there's a connection here. <laughs> like, it's we like live together. <laughs> I just don't think there's a like connection I'm so sorry. Here. I just really don't feel it. Um, <laughs> there's not, like, a spark. Yeah. I really like it's you. There's you. nothing it wrong is with me. you. It really is me. I'm just not in a place to date right now. They're like, <laughs> we're at the altar, bitch. <laughs> okay. So, we're going to wrap up this part. And we're going to do... We're going to come back with a segment of both the worst things people have ever said to you on a dating app or the craziest things and then your go-to like opening lines that you sent us so we'll be right back with that all right we're back so we're gonna get into it with a segment about dating apps and opening lines and weird things that people have said i mean i have like a few of my own i don't know do you have some I can't think of any off the top of my head. Like, it's never been... I've never had a guy say something totally outrageous to me. What I mostly get is guys, like, coming into my DMs with, like, an office quote. Uh Uh-huh. Because you say, like, you like Mm. the office on your profile. Yeah, I have have it in something. Like, in some funny answer to, like, one of the questions on Hinge. They're just always coming in and thinking that, like, that's the only thing I want to talk about. Or, like, that's such a crazy thing that we both like it. I'm like... Yeah, you and everyone and their fucking mom likes it. Like, and now it's like almost become too overplayed. Yeah, and then it's also going even further where it's like everyone's then making fun of it and being like, oh my god, liking the office isn't a personality trait. But all the people who are doing that, I'm just gonna go on a fucking rant. All the people who are like, oh my god, I love The Office. Like, this is my favorite show ever. Like, ugh, The Office. Didn't even watch it until it was like off the fucking air. But a lot of the people who are like on dating apps and who are like, Mm-hmm. Oh, I just like love The Office. Like started watching it like in their college dorm in like 2014 when it yeah. wasn't even like on the air anymore. And they're like, "Oh, the best show ever!" And I'm like, "You thought it was so stupid when it was out. You didn't understand it at all." Okay, whatever. 
that's rant over. <laughs> it's just so annoying when people are like, oh my god, like I've seen every season. It's all I watch. It's the only show I watch. Just, oh my god, I'm just gonna restart The Office. Like it's so good. I'm like, yeah, you thought it was good when you finally started to understand humor when you were 19. I thought it was good when I was 12. We're not the same. <laughs> we're not the same. Don't speak to me. It's, it's like if someone comes into your DMs and they're like, that with an office quote, they're depressed to get out. Maybe. Or maybe they just think that, like, they're the funniest person on earth because they like the, the office. Yeah, if they think that the office is the height of comedy, get out. Yeah. Basically, if they like the office, get out. Also, that brings us to a great point. We're not doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, this podcast is over. Um, this podcast is over because Nicole likes the office. Sue me. No, don't sue me. That's opposite of the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> oh my god! Shit, I'm funny. This All right. right. <laughs> Damn, um. what a segue. Okay, so no, I really don't have. I don't have like a main story that I can think of. But you go ahead, because okay. I feel like you do. I have a few. Um, well, I have one where I actually had like a like a six month thing with someone off of an Instagram comment I left on an ad. Um, I like to like respond to <laughs> I like to respond to Instagram ads like just really fuck with people on them because I just think Instagram ads are stupid and if I have to see them then I might as well like have fun with them. So like if it's like a hair care product I'll like write something like this made all of my hair fall out or something like that. <laughs> it's pretty shitty. I wouldn't recommend it, but it's fun for me. So there is this product on Instagram where it was like this thing for your back for your posture and you put it in the middle between your shoulder blades and it like hangs down from your neck and then it like buzzes when you have like bad Mm. posture and whenever i see the ad i always like straighten up my posture so on the on the instagram ad i commented like i don't even need to buy this product because i see this ad so much that the ad fixes my posture for me (laughs) and it got like (laughs) Like, got like a hundred likes or something like that mm-hmm. and I didn't even know that I did because it doesn't doesn't tell me that my comment is liked on an Instagram ad for some reason it just mm-hmm. doesn't like alert me to that someone like looked at my profile and saw that I was also in their area it was when I was living in DC they like lived in like Maryland like right next to DC and so then they followed me and I was like hey like do I know you and they're like no like I just saw your comment and uh, I thought you were cute, so I followed you. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. so random. We that's like almost like meeting in the wild. Yeah, it, it was <laughs> that random. And then we ended up going on a date, and it like was really fun. And it went really well, and he turned out to be super hot. So. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, and then I have a few others. There's like this one where I just um, responded to someone with a joke, and then they said, I love you back. So I didn't respond. <laughs> And then someone told me I look like Kendall Jenner, so then I didn't respond. Or I, I was like, haha, are you joking? And then they said swear, and then I didn't respond because I don't look like Kendall Jenner and anyone that's that comfortable with lying to you. <laughs> it's not okay. It's not okay. This one I didn't even respond to, but I took a picture because it was, it was so funny. And it was like two, two it was like two truths and a lie, which is like one of the prompts on Hinge. And here are the three things that they said. I was addicted to meth for three years. Uh- I'm Hispanic slash Native American. I have a fake knee. You hope that it's the first one, but... <laughs> Do you? What about the fake because, knee? Because, yeah, 
so it's sketchy. It, you really hope they're not lying about being Native American yeah, because that's, that's just, weird to yeah. put on there. And saying that you have a fake knee, that's just too specific. It's too specific. Of course you have a fake knee. So I'm hoping being addicted the lies to meth is meth. like such a thing to be like it's yeah. like always a joke. Like it's, meth it's is a like joke. joke. But like it's just so forward and the other two are just so like docile <laughs> that it's just like the fake knee is really yeah, But like the the profile wasn't it didn't she wasn't joking in any of her other things so that's why i was like it's a weird time to bring out your humor anyways okay um did you ever find out what the lie was no i was too afraid to message them so, <laughs> so we asked two questions on our stories one was what's the craziest thing someone said to you on a dating app so that's the first one a few of the answers i got one that a nickelback song was in their top five songs of all time shocking and horrifying that is shocking and horrifying. I hate that. I would not respond. <laughs> Another person says, someone asked if they could lick my eyeballs. I said yes, and then they backed out. Hmm. I think that's a great way to like make sure that people are not kidding. Like to make sure that people are actually as creepy as they say. Mm-hmm. It's just to like really like go with it. Yeah. You know. Um, Same works with anal too. What? <laughs> I keep getting distracted because I'm reading these answers and then Jackie says the most weird shit. Um, Okay, the last one that someone sent me for that answer, which was hilarious, was this guy. So his answer to one of the prompts on Hinge, the prompt was, we're the same type of weird if, and then you answer. And he said, if you wet your toothbrush before you apply the toothpaste, which I actually used to do this, until I used to do that too. Yeah, yeah. and then my yeah, ex gave me like a ton sense. of shit, and he was like, "You don't wet the toothpaste," and I always wet the toothbrush. Yeah, after. But it's a common mistake. Yeah, sure. yeah. I guess I don't know what how why I was doing that. So she responded, and she was like, "That's definitely normal, right?" And he was like, "Well, I think so," and she said, "I think so too," and he says, <laughs> "You're cute." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he was trying to say with this sentence because it doesn't make sense even when he corrects it. It doesn't make sense. But he says, you're cute, but so fat. And then he <laughs> says, OMG, I meant far. And then in all caps, far. But I'm like, you're cute, but so far. What does that mean? Oh, he means you're cute so far. Why did he say, but? <laughs> He's like, you're cute, but so far. So far what? He just said, you're cute, but so fat. <laughs> That's so fucked. So bad. <laughs> OMG, I meant far. I'm like, what is... I still don't even know what that means. But I laughed really respond? hard. Did she respond? I don't know if she responded. Let me look. She doesn't have the response on there. Oh, I'm okay. sure she did. I have no idea. They're married now. Yeah. Anyways, okay, so I got a few... Um, someone said yesterday a guy asked me if I make my own pickles. <sighs> What's the context? I, I don't know. There's no <laughs> there context has to be given. Context. But um, then my other one is so someone tied me in uh, in a exchange that they had with someone else who said, "I have to be upfront with you, and I mean this in the best way possible, but you low key bear a resemblance to Mr. Incredible's boss at the insurance agency." and so my friend responds what the fuck dude have you ever talked to any woman ever (laughs) like i get if you would have said edna 
but seriously oh my god and he goes i'm sorry but like the smile is so similar i don't know dude and she was like why is this something that you would ever even question being sorry about because he wrote like i'm sorry question mark and then he's like i think he's very attractive i don't know (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that feels like a deeper issue (laughs) oh my gosh what that just reminded me you know that okay i know you're not really on tiktok but there's this trend on tiktok where there's this song that's like um it's like it says like i met a guy who told me i was a star that's like the song and it's supposed to be like this serious song and these girls are posting you know how you can do the like green screen so they'll Mm -hmm. do screenshot of like a text from a guy (laughs) and then it'll be like I met a guy who told me I was a star. And it's like some fucking horrendous thing that they said. And this one, this girl, this guy messaged this girl. He texted her and he was like, hey, I I really like you, but I don't know what it is. Or he says like, I, I don't think this is going to work out. I don't know what it is, but you really just remind me more of a creature than a girl. <laughs> she was like... <laughs> creature oh my god i'm gonna put it on That's the story it's so line. that is so funny. funny and all the whole trend is hilarious but that one was like the funniest one what is that even funny? <laughs> i'm gonna try that you remind one me more of a creature than a girl that's so funny i just i don't know what that could possibly mean <laughs> i love that um we're gonna move into what people's opening lines are um maybe this will help you if you're stuck yeah, what's your what's your go-to like opening really, line? I don't really have a go-to opening line because I usually match with people rather or so I usually get matched than match with people. But I usually just try and like riff, like joke off mm-hmm. of yeah. of whatever they said in their profile. Yeah, I always like respond to yeah. something they said in their profile like I, a joke. Yeah. That's why like I think I find dating apps really exhausting because I do an original opening line for mm-hmm. everyone it's not just the same yeah and you have to be funny like you have to get yeah. someone's attention like it's funny yeah, because then based off their response and that's when i know like if i should keep replying or not mm-hmm. if they can like keep up with me um joke wise i have a friend named colin i'm sure we've talked about him a few times on this podcast um my dear friend colin is maybe one of the funniest people i know he's so funny sorry. i don't even know sorry. he's, he's the funniest person i know um, Nicole hasn't met him yet, but we're going to have him on the podcast soon. And he is the king of open, opening lines. And he has posted a bunch of them. And so I'm going to read some of the really funny ones. Okay, so just shout out to Colin for letting us share these and being the funniest human being that I know. Uh, he posts these on his Instagram page. And I don't know if he's comfortable with me giving out his Instagram. I'll ask him after this if and put it on the story for people to see but all right so this is all him replying to answers on hinge with his own answers so these are all opening lines and he's the king of coming up with just random good ones so this one says biggest risks i've taken first time i jumped out of a plane was tandem but my helmet was annoyingly backwards and he goes, nice. First time I jumped out of a plane was helmeted, but I was unknowingly tandem. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, there's just a fucking guy there. <laughs> okay. This one says, the sign of a great first date 
we all know the sign of a great first date, winky face. And then he replied, mozzarella sticks, wine, bowling for soup, actual bowling, actual soup. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so the next one is, I'm weirdly attracted to arms full of tattoos. And he goes, yeah, me too. I'm actually getting my collection together. One day I hope to have some tattoos of my own. (laughs) Um, This one says, I'm looking for the hammer to my sickle. And he goes, are you the means of production? Because I want to seize you, baby. (laughs) That's just straight up a good good pick up line for a communist. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Okay. This one says, the one thing I'd love to know about you is where do you see yourself in five years? This is also a good pickup line. He goes, celebrating the five-year anniversary of you asking me that question. Hilarious. That's good. good. Solid Um, joke. All right. I have a few more. So this one says, I'll know I found the one when you use ranch as an entree. Ew. Yeah. And he goes, I use ranch as a noun mostly, sometimes a verb, but sure, let's go out. (laughs) Sometimes a verb. This is awesome. You'll know I like you if your 6'4 can hunt bears for me and build a cabin with your bear arms. And she's spelled bear with as in B A R E, obviously. I don't need to explain that. Um, <laughs> you can <laughs> bear hunt arms. bears and then with your bare hands, two different types of bears. And then he goes, with my bare hands, B E A R. I take the hands from bears that I kill for me and use those to build the house. It's also why I'm fighting for the right to bear arms. <laughs> oh my god. That's a two in one. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Wow, he's like really on top of it. Yeah, he's so good at Super witty. Apps. We all have to be so good. I, although he doesn't have a girlfriend, so I'm not sure that any of those really worked. But they're for everyone <laughs> on Instagram's and en- en- entertainment. Yeah, yeah enjoyment i remember reading those when you were reading them i was like oh i remember when he posted those yeah mm-hmm. they were all hilarious they're all so funny yeah so shout out to colin thank you for letting us use your content yeah and hopefully you're unsolicited be on no permission at all we just did it yeah. <laughs> no i asked first don't worry um He's yeah keeping this podcast alive yeah for real and happy on he's like one of our base fans what <laughs> <laughs> the fuck was that did anyone else hear that okay quick um, so, since we just survived that earthquake, we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. We're going to go to Trader Joe's. Yes, we're going to Trader Joe's. I cannot wait. Yeah. Uh, drop your favorite Trader Joe's snack in... Please. Oh my gosh, yes. In our DMs. Um, and if, while you're at it, if you're thinking about our podcast, you could go on Apple Podcasts and rate and review our podcast. That'd be really awesome. Mm-hmm. We keep asking because we really want to keep doing this and we'll keep doing it anyways even if we don't get reviews but it's just way more fun when we do get reviews it is it's more fun more people get to listen to our hilarious episodes (laughs) (laughs) and it would really help us out yeah so if you have time to do that um you can find us on instagram at so good so far podcast you can find me at jackie's attic you can find me at nicole pilgrim and we will be back next week with, with another my, guest. With another guest, with my brother. Yeah, we're so yeah, excited. We're so excited to have him on. And until then, have a good stay week. Stay good. Bye. Bye.
ready. <laughs> Jackie's locked and loaded. <laughs> My water bottle cap is flipped open, and I am ready to do this podcast. Ready to record. Isn't that mm-hmm. what... Billy Eilish says at the beginning of her album. Oh, yeah, she's like, My retainer? I have taken out my retainer and I'm ready to record or something like that. <laughs> and this is the album. That's what she says. <laughs> and this is the album. And this is the podcast episode. Hey, guys. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible start. All right.